This week on the Do What Makes You Disney podcast, we discuss a potential new land at Islands of Adventure, and we ask the question of the week, what's our favorite Universal Orlando attraction? So join us as we do what makes us Disney. Hello and welcome to episode number 13 of the Do What Makes You Disney podcast, where us UK-based Disney dads chat Walt Disney World, Disneyland Paris and all things Disney. From ride reviews to current news, we hope to help you with your Disney blues or Universal. I'm Danny Perrin and I'll be your show host today. Joining me are my fellow host, Andy Robson from the Robson family. Good evening, y'all. And Lewis Miller from your Florida, Lewis Miller from your Florida Adventures and your Great Adventures. Hello, listener. Hey. <laughs> right. Good evening, chaps. Um, good evening. How, how we been this week? Cracking. Been a good week. I've got a nice week off work, so I'm using the time just to chill. Lewis, happy days. Um, I'm yeah, fine, mate. Yeah. You know, same stuff, different day. Uh, how about you, Danny? Yeah, week off work as well. WrestleMania oh. last weekend, watch that. Um, oh, yeah. It's my birthday on Thursday, so um, turning 33 and me and the eldest are going to Chesilton for the day. Very nice. Yeah, nice. Can't wait, can't wait. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, no hanging about today. We're going straight into question of the week. So, uh, we like to start our show with a segment called Question of the Week. This is where we ask our panel of experts to answer a random questions that have either we that have either been set by us or have been suggested by you, the listener or viewer. If you want to suggest a question of the week, check out our thread on Facebook on our Facebook book group. Oh, well, I can't speak tonight, guys. Or email <laughs> us directly at do what makes you Disney Podcast at gmail.com. So this week's question is. What is our favorite Universal Orlando attraction? We're going to go to Lewis first. Is that uh, ever in the world? Ever. Okay. So there, there obviously have been some quite classic ones, but I'm sorry. Nothing for me can replace or can be better and the Harry Potter's Forbidden Journey. I do absolutely love that ride. And I think yeah. we could, we've spoken about it. Uh, I, I spoke about it uh, last week, actually, with my kids on Your Florida Adventures. We had some uh, real real good fortune when we last went to, to, to Florida and to Universal. We went one evening, and it was... It wasn't late, but the park seemed to everybody just seemed to go about eight o'clock, eight thirty, and it was open till ten. And we just went on it time and time and time again, and it was just like it blew our minds. Uh, such a great attraction, and I'm I'm sure probably from a nostalgic point of view, there were other ones that you know we I'm sure you guys will talk about. But for me, I I just I just think technologically and the way that ride flows and the way it works. Uh, 
yeah, it's a it's a great attraction. So it's got to be got to be that for me. Yeah, no, I loved that the first time me and Nikki went on that, which was funnily enough the first time I ever took her to Florida. Ah, oh, um Yeah, it was. It blew our minds as well. We were like, "What have we just ridden?" Yeah, I was like, "This has gone straight to number one." Yeah, hundred percent. It did. It went straight to number one for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's much better than Gringotts. Yeah, I've only done Gringotts once, but uh, I have to agree with you. Uh, we can't wait to get back to it and uh, and give it a go. Yeah, yeah. Go on, Mr. Robson. Uh, right, so I, I like both Harry Potter rides. I think they're great for what well, for me, one of the, the big game-changing rides, and it's still considered to be one of the best rides in Orlando, full stop, it's got to be Spider-Man. Absolutely just groundbreaking. I mean, you know, somebody came out and said, oh, we're doing this Spider-Man ride. It's a simulator. It moves around the track a bit. You thought, oh, here we go. Universal's done Body Wars or something. Ugh. But you know what? It's still today, 20-odd years later, a game-changing ride. They've updated the animations. They've updated the screens. Now 4K OLED screens. Yeah, I love it. I think it's one of the greatest rides ever, ever built. So that is hands down my favourite. Again, <laughs> got to agree, ain't you? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I've got to say that I remember going on that around about must have been nineteen ninety nine. We went, mm. and it, it I don't know, it must have not long opened, and it was a, a again, it was a a mind blowing experience. We were literally, what the heck has just happened to us right now? Uh, we got off it, and I think we literally went and queued back again straight away. Yeah. Um, it is that is a, a, a cracking shout, Andy. Um, I'm right with you. It's an absolute dynamite shout, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Drop the mic out of the room. See you later. Now, what you got, Danny? You've got uh, much left, have you? My list is endless here. Um, I could choose, I could choose out of so many, but I'm I'm going with Jaws because you would when Jaws worked. It was an absolute masterpiece. The animatronics, when they worked, <laughs> an absolute masterpiece. And the story, the script, um, you know, uh, we'll be with you in 10 minutes. 10 minutes will be shark bait in 10 minutes. Just <laughs> you got involved in it as well. And that's what yeah. I loved. That's what I loved about Jaws. You got you you actually feared for your life because you were like, "Oh my god, the shark's going to eat me!" And yeah. you you were, you were on the brink of thinking that that was going to happen. Uh, yeah. That's I'll always have a soft spot for that. Always, 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 always. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, all three have been really good picks. Yeah, yeah. and I almost went back to the future as well. Oh, wow. yes. okay. Yeah. So Such a cracking ride. So close. I almost went back to the future. And, um, and like the tram tour as well, because I, I can just about remember that. Yeah. And, and it was it was fairly substantial as well, wasn't it? It was quite a long... Two and a half hours, I think. Yeah. And think uh, similar similar amount of time as the original Backlot tour at MGM Studios as yeah. well, which was about two and a half hours. Yeah. So, and yeah. Um, uh, that was that was really good. I really how how do that. I not remember these being two and a half hours? I don't remember the MGM one being two and a half hours. Yeah, originally it was. Yeah, um, wow. but again, 
but you don't you don't remember all that stuff, do you? No. Like, yeah, like I don't, I don't remember it being a two and a half hour tour. But so is this I, the one? Look, is this the one that sort of fed into Earthquake, where you went into the back set where they had you on the escalator, pretending to shake around on a blue screen, and the throw plastic boulders around and. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that because I honestly <laughs> I can't remember. No, yeah. I, I I can't remember the original tram tours at either studios parks. Um, I mean, they they kind of blend into to one really. I think in a yeah. way. Yeah. Um, well, was it the MGM one that did the green screen with the wasp for Honey Ash and the kids? Yeah. Mm, right, yeah. I remember that. I've got, I've got yeah. pictures of that from the eighties. All right, yeah. fair I'm on I, now. I remember going and seeing, like, you know, the all the, the sets and stuff like that. Yeah. They had, used to have all the sets. Now, again, I could be confusing that with the Hollywood one. So, you know, yeah. this was a long time ago for people. This yeah. was like, like 30 years ago for me and the, the Hollywood one, at least. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, but yeah, the, the tram tours were just g- genius. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I, I miss I miss them so much. Yeah, I really do. I think it's people want thrill rides, don't they? They want to be engrossed in an immersive environment. Yeah, and, and we have that kind of instant society now, don't we? Everything yeah. has got to instant gratification, and like I, I know that like Freddie, certainly as a as a, a young boy, probably wouldn't be that fussed if he knew he was having to. <laughs> Go on one particular attraction for a couple of hours. I, you know, I don't think. I don't there's, think he'd be able no to. There's no way anybody now would would do a ride like that or an attraction yeah. like that. You know, it's uh, like you say, it's instant, instant success, instant gratification. Yeah. Uh, you know, with a bit of luck, we'll soon get instant builds, and we don't have to yeah. wait <laughs> eighteen years for a space restaurant to open uh, <laughs> or Trump. Yeah, not, not, not that I'm bitter or anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that's um, that's going to do it for question of the week. I think we've uh, we've all come up with some great stuff there, guys. Nice one. Five days. If you enjoy watching weekly episodes of your favourite Disney podcasts, then head on over to YouTube and check us out. Don't forget to like, subscribe and hit that notification bell so you get to see our shows first. Okay, so we're going to move on to our news section now. The news this week is brought to you by Your Great Adventures, the official travel partner of the Do What Makes You Disney podcast. Your Great Adventures offers a personal travel planning service free of charge from Walt Disney World to the rest of the world. Your Great Adventures can help you create the perfect holiday. So, we, um, we've we got a handful of uh, <laughs> news stories this week. Um, we start off with the Disney Magic at Sea. Uh, the dates have been announced, but Lewis spotted something. And um, Hawkeye has, has done quite well with this one, actually, because uh, I'm just going to read out what it says on the, the main page. So, as you can see there, we've got... Um, The dates have been announced, but the Newcastle Tilbury cruises have been cancelled, possibly. So um, looking at the main page there of the Magic at Sea 
Disney Cruise Line. Um, departing on selected dates from Liverpool and South Am Southampton aboard the Disney Magic, our new staycation sailings, exclusive to UK residents, invite you to embark on a brand new magical Disney experience close to home at sea. Be immersed in Disney storytelling thanks to an amazing collection of onboard entertainment, dining and recreation for the entire family with all the care you'd expect from Disney. Bookings begin April 19th. So there's two cities that are uh, missing from that list and uh, they are Newcastle and Tilbury. So what's going on? Is it possible that the pre-releases have already sold out those ships already? No, this is a major up somewhere. No, uh, 100% not that at all. Uh, so if I, if I may, chaps, just, just come in here. Yes. The... <laughs> Go a little so the... <laughs> the, the My colleagues, my, my, my very blessed, blessed travel colleagues, who have had quite frankly a terrible twelve months or so, uh, really didn't need this, and uh, I think Disney, unfortunately, Disney Cruise Line have have been really caught short here in in a number of ways. The first of all, I think we discussed this a couple of weeks ago when we announced this that uh, I think somebody at Southampton Port got very overexcited, uh, tweeted something. Uh, about Disney coming and then literally within about three hours it was all shut down uh, and of course at that point they had to release something because it was already out there in the stratosphere um, then about three or four or five days ago they announced the sailing dates uh, they included Tilbury Newcastle, Liverpool and Southampton mm -hmm. uh, and then a day later they had all disappeared and everybody, all the all my travel colleagues are going, what the heck has just happened? We're we're advertising all these dates, and now they've disappeared. And they, there's like people getting onto the Disney business development managers, going, "What's going on?" And they're going, "We don't know." <laughs> Bless them. They were getting hounded by by certain agents, and you know, to be fair, a lot of guys, you know, over the summer. You know, this is probably going to be the one of the ways that uh, your your friendly local independent travel agent is going to make a little bit of money for themselves. Which and they haven't made any money. Just remember, they haven't made we haven't really made any money for the last uh, you know twelve months or so. So obviously, everybody got very excited about all the UK vacations, particularly the Disney one, because we don't get that opportunity to to do um, do Disney here at all or very often particularly during the summer months uh this morning this announcement came up we had no idea that newcastle and tilbury were not going to be on it um now 80 percent of my my customers wanted to either go because i'm based in essex even wanted to go from tilbury or the, the guys that i knew from up, up up north in scotland and i've got family in newcastle wanted to go from newcastle so that has really scuppered a lot of people. Um, that unfortunately, Disney, I'm afraid you've made a real balls up on this. It, Amen. It's been it's a bit of a shambles, and we still don't know anything about pricing. 
we don't even though apparently platinum has supposed to be released today platinum members yeah. uh, were supposed to be released today um we don't even the, the people that i've been talking to who are in the cruise industry still don't know what the pricing is um it's it's crackers absolutely crackers um so yeah general release next next week but we don't know what dates are still there we don't know whether the newcastle dates have been moved to liverpool we don't know whether tilby dates have been moved to southampton we just don't know what is going on i'm afraid so that I'm, is i'm gonna throw this out there go on this ain't gonna happen uh I just no. got this funny feeling in the back of my head that that this ain't going to happen, and they've really jumped the gun on this one. As in that silly sod in Southampton that went on Twitter had <laughs> caused them to announce something that they weren't ready to announce, mm. and yeah. probably and probably wouldn't have been announced until the 19th of April and it would have gone on sale on that day. Yeah. I, I think something will happen. I think this, these two ports will have sailings. I honestly do. Right. Um, I, I, I think Disney cannot go back on this now. They can't go back any further because that would be their whole reputation absolutely ruined for a cruise line in in the uk um we know that it's a great product we know it's a quality product but something hasn't kind of as you say it has it hasn't clicked correctly and things have obviously whether whether it be they haven't got the licensing correct at tilbury and newcastle whether they just can't get the, the the stock on board at those places because obviously they've got to be everything's got to be be replenished yeah can the ships I, make it to port yeah all all of these things have you know they've had to do it in such a way it's been a rush job and because of the way that i mean it has been for every cruise line to be honest there's about 12 cruise lines that are doing uk uh, staycation cruises yeah. everybody's had to do it in a, in a real quick turnaround but obviously disney is complete it's a it's a different product to the other the other guys um and they don't really sail from the uk very often and if they do it's from dover yeah so they've got they've got a they've got a lot more work to do to get this right and uh, clearly something hasn't gone right for them uh, I do feel sorry for them and I feel sorry for my fellow agents and I feel sorry for the customers and the clients who obviously wanted to sell from those ports, but I don't think it's all lost. I just think that this is a learning curve and it, it, it could have been handled a lot better. Fair enough. I, I think it's a case as well that Disney have removed it. Uh, I mean, I read an article today. They were talking about uh, Apple are announcing a, an event next week or two where they're going to release some you know, updated products. Somebody had updated a line of code into Siri that we went, you know, Siri, what's the next big event? It goes, oh, next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. And people are like, oh, hang on a second. Nobody's announced it. And I think this is another case of somebody's gone in, updated a website, misread a brief that said do not update on so, such and such a date say like the 15th where a uh, come will come out and say hi guys until due to such and such a reason you know we can't sail from these ports 
Uh, this is the reason why we so, we apologize for the upset. Uh, we may put on extra dates if we can. You know, for all we know, it could be that they've had to adopt new guidelines for the CDC, because obviously they're an American organization, to say you need to spend more time cleaning your ship every time it's had a, a boatload of passengers, because what you're doing isn't sufficient. Although, yeah. um, quite a lot of uh, famous podcasters, you know, Len Tesla talks about it, uh, Pete Werner does, Lou Mangella does. DCL has the best safety record yep. for any cruise line out there. And they very, very vigorously will protect that reputation. So I've got a feeling there's something more to it. I, I definitely agree with what you're saying there, that somebody's obviously copped up and released that information a little bit too soon, aren't they? Yeah. and But the thing is, you know, the, those sale dates actually went out on the Disney Cruise Line blog, yep. first of all, initially. They and then it went... Way, yeah. Yeah, and then it went on to the Disney Cruise Line um, site. Um, so, obviously, that was the original plan, and and something has not quite worked out for them. And like I say, I feel I feel gutted for for Disney in in a way, but they should have had all their ducks in a row before they they released everything. So, yeah. uh, because it is it has caused a lot of work and heartache for a, a lot of agents uh, who. You know, who who need this? You know, the, we. I'm not going to lie. We need this. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's my uh, my two well, my tuppence worth. Well, let's hope come Monday it all goes live and you're able to start selling. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Well, I was checking the dates for the releases for the various levels. I think you and I, Danny, can ring on Thursday or Friday as DVC owners. I'm intrigued. I'm tempted to ring up and ask what the prices are just to give Lewis some kind of information. Say, Lewis, I've asked these prices. I've got as much out of them as I could do before they've got the phone on me. Uh, this is what you're looking at, ballpark figures at least. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping actually that the a, a couple of my suppliers will be able to do that on behalf of my customers um, anyway. But yeah, the, the particular people that I've spoken to, and I think this go, just goes to show how little DCL members that we have in the UK, um, it, they, they hadn't got had any platinum members to deal with today. Um, really? And, you know, these are big, you know, pretty decent size uh, people and and to be fair they might have gone you know most i think most dcl members whether it be platinum gold silver will probably go direct to disney um and do it online so but uh yeah we're we're just not seeing the, those those pricing right now um and I'm, I'm even going on to to cruise line uh forums and disney you know this all different disney cruise line forums just to see if i can pick up any kind of price and and nobody's showing it at all so no. we'll have to get to the dark web or something for that one i think yeah yeah indeed, indeed. right right so we're going to move on to our next news story Oh, wow. Oh, my God. So, um, hopefully this next one works as well. 
No audio in this one. No, no audio in this one. So for those of you listening and not watching, we are watching there a what is essentially a robotics Spider-Man flying through the air. Um, this place is going to be amazing. <laughs> is this the robot that they showed on the... Um... Yeah. You mentioned it in short story. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, so man. We should explain for the listener, because I realised when I listen to this and we play we play clips that we don't know what we're talking about. So we should explain that this is uh, Avengers Campus exactly. in Disneyland. Opening on June the 4th. Lovely. So, so this is from the Disney Parks blog. Superheroes assemble. As we've all been anticipating, uh, I'm pleased to share that Avengers Campus, an entirely new land dedicated to discovering, recruiting and training the next generation of superheroes will open June 4th, 2021 at the Disneyland Resort. At this fully immersive land inside Disney California Adventure Park, you'll be invited to team up with the Avengers and their allies and live out your superhero dreams. Avengers Campus is com com comprised of several heroic locations, each hosted by a different Avenger to share their unique powers, technology and knowledge with recruits. Today, I'm also excited to unveil a first look inside Avengers Campus. So the first key area um, in this Worldwide Engineering Brigade is known as Web. Um, that should be this one here. You can see in the background the red building there. That is Web. Um, it brings together bright innovators like Peter Parker, who have been assembled by Tony Stark to invent new technologies and equip everyday people to become superheroes like the Avengers. Web will house the new Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure, the first Disney ride-through attraction to feature the iconic friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, as previously shared, Tom Holland will reprise his role as Spider-Man in this new family-friendly attraction which invites you to put your web-slinging skills to the test and experience what it's like to have powers alongside Spider-Man. A feat accomplished with innovative technology adapted specifically for this attraction, perfect for up-and-coming recruits of all ages. Uh, the second anchor attraction looms high above the land, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, a fan favourite that opened in 2017. 2017? When did wow. that? Really? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel really old now. Um, this rocking adventure blasts you straight into the Guardians of the Galaxy story alongside characters from the blockbuster films and comics. As you help Rocket bust out his fellow Guardians of the Galaxy out of the Collector's Fortress, you will experience... Uh, mayhem music inspired by the soundtracks of the movies, thrilling free fall drop sequences, and six different storylines. Okay, wow. your next bit um, is this is I'm reading the entire thing here because it's so cool. Um, power up with tiny treats and massive meals. So we go to Pim Test Kitchen. Uh, when it's time to take a break from the heroic, several new dining spots at Avengers Campus will offer dishes that are rich in both flavor and storytelling. Pim Test Kitchens is a food innovation science lab where the food and drinks tell a story. Just as Ant-Man and the Wasp use Pim particles to grow and shrink just about anything, Pim Technologies applies this science to the creation of shareable bites, inventive entrees and sweet treats. Uh, you will be able to savor such items as the impossible plant-based large and micro meatballs with pasta 
or the pomini, a panini served by the slice or as long multi-portion sandwich. Uh, <laughs> so you can see what they're doing. The pasta's really tiny pasta, and the meatball's just a normal-sized meatball. But when they put it together, it looks... I think that's really clever. It's great. I think that's really clever. Um, sorry, where are we? Uh, adjacent to the Pimtest kitchen, an oversized beer can overhead signals that grown-up beverage tastings are available at the Pim Testing Lab. Uh, you can order a craft beer ranging from a blood orange, Hafweizen, to an amber lager. Uh, to try one of the PIM Research staff staff's PIM particle infusion cocktails experiments. Both locations will offer mobile ordering via the Disneyland app. Um, visit one of the Avengers' favourite food joints, the Shawarma Palace. Enjoy a shawarma wrapped at this food cart, which is decked out with memorabilia for Avengers fans. Lastly, Tanlir Tavan did not uh, did not limit his collection to lovable misfits. He is also creating a weird and wonderful menu of intergalactic eats at the Terran Treats food cart near the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Um, so throughout the Avengers campus, superheroes will come to life in a more exciting ways than ever. You may even have heroic encounters with Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, uh, Black Widow, Ant-Man and the Wasp, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor and even villains like Loki some of whom are making their first appearances at the park. And you may even have a chance to witness Spider-Man swinging into action high above Avengers campus with gra gravity-defying acrobatic feats never seen before in a Disneyland park. Uh, right, where are we in terms of pictures? Here we go. Um, a nearby ancient sanctum, Doctor Strange will train recruits in the mystic arts by bringing this uh, ancient, ancient san sanctum to life Powerful, oh, easy for me to say it. With powerful uh, at night, the area glows even more vividly with majestic colors and lights uh, pulsating with mystic energy. So it, you're going to have a bit of a um, uh, Pandora vibe. Yeah. With that bit there, I'm, I'm so, thinking. So do you think that attraction is going to be like the Marvel answer to the Jedi Training Academy uh, uh, Studios? 100% it is going to be Marvel Training. Yeah. Marvel Jedi Academy. Um, and then our last little bit here is suit up with the latest superhero gear. So we move on to this bit here. This is the coolest thing in the world to me. Um, the web supplier store will also offer the latest inventions, including interactive spider bots, much like the ones you'll see in the new attraction web slingers. Each spider bot has a remote control and all eight articulated legs move forward and backwards. You may customize your spider bot with tactical upgrades to harness the power and style of your favorite superheroes, including Black Panther, Iron Man, Black Widow, as well as Ant-Man and the Wasp. Other must-have items at web include a specially designed backpack to carry spider bots when they are not in action, Spider-Man light goggles and a take-home spider web kit and Funko pop vinyl figures, Spider-Man and Iron Man. Um, the campus supply pod will also have Avengers campus gear. Um, and this is just going to be insanely cool. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. Please, for everything in this world, let the Disneyland Paris version be as cool as what this looks like. Yeah. Because if the Paris version is a watered-down version of this, I'm not going to be best pleased. No. Uh, 
on, on a positive note, Disney, if you are looking for people from the UK to come and experience this and you want somebody who's got a fairly decent media presence, please contact us at the do what makes you Disney podcast at gmail.com. Myself, Danny Lewis, we're more than happy to fly to California and test this stuff out. On your dollar. On yeah. your dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> every no. week, every week we're going to do a plea. It's like, like completely somewhere. <laughs> uh, has anybody else got anything they want to add about Avengers Campus or Marvel in the parks? Um... No, but it does look absolutely awesome, and it I'm very work. much hoping that at one stage in my life I'll get to go get over there. Well, and and see it and and as you say, Danny, like you know, we we are expecting something similar to be at Disneyland Paris, and I mean the the record, unfortunately, is that we Paris does seem to be the the poorer third or fourth cousin and gets everything kind of a little bit watered down. Yeah. Um, and uh, I really hope that they the investment that they put into Paris and the new sections. Uh, are half as good as or as good as the ones that they're building in the US because actually people will go if it's good. They will. Um, so, you know, and do it. It's the same. I know Rock and Roller Coaster in Paris is being uh, rethemed to an Iron Man roller coaster. So, yeah. I mean, they haven't even announced the 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 Quinjet roller coaster attraction that's apparently coming to Avengers Campus as well, which right. is going to be, I don't know, uh, rumor has it similar to Hagrid's. Oh, oh wow. Really? Um, and it's going to be something along the lines of that. That's what I've read anyway over the past 12, 18 months, however long it's been since they announced Avengers Campus is coming. There was always meant to be this Quinjet roller coaster, but nothing's been said in this press release or any other press releases that they've they've done either but yeah i i hope this this works out this is amazing i hope the paris oh. one isn't watered down because i mean looking at paris i think i think we're also getting some star wars stuff at paris as well but mm. it's looking it's looking like you're going to get millennium Val falcon smugglers run i don't think they're going to be building another rise of the resistance they can barely get the two that they've built to work so you know I mean, they, they they really need to be looking at another e-ticket attraction, though, in that, that land. I mean, yeah. we I've not tried Smuggler's Run. I can't wait to go. I mean, I am literally going to bawl my eyes out when I, I get into Galaxy's Edge. But I, I, I can't. I just hope that when they do something similar at Paris, it will, it will be worth it. You know, yeah. it's not just going to be a, oh, here's half a land and here's smugglers run there's going to be another e-ticket attraction it, whatever form that looks like it doesn't have to be exactly the same no even just, if it's not rise of the resistance just yeah. give us, just give us another star wars e-ticket yeah indeed indeed well i think part of the problem is there's so many elements in rise of the resistance even yeah. if there was two of the the four elements in rise of the resistance you know the the main the, like the main section i think just yeah. looks incredible so yeah. just do that you know what I mean? Okay. I mean, the thing well, for me yeah. is I know where uh, they announced last year that uh, what, one of the biggest issues that we have as DVC owners for Disneyland, Paris, uh, Disneyland California is the only DVC resort that sells out faster than Jesus. 
but they are expanding DVC capacity. I think there's a, a new 350 unit DVC resort coming to Disneyland, uh, California. No, as soon as that opens, they've, they've I'm looking. They've put it forward, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've so, put it forward. That's what I've read. So, yeah, the second that opens, I'm thinking two weeks, a week here, a week in Alani. Done. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Okay, our next news story. Mouse gear to reopen with a name change, and it's really annoyed Danny. So, and uh, me. <laughs> what and was me. that? And me. We, we agree. We concur. Okay, well, we'll tell us what really grinds our gears in a minute. So Epcot is a park about people, our hopes, our dreams, and the magic in imagining the impossible and making that a reality. I am reading this from the Disney Park Parks blog. Um, so, you know, our hopes and dreams. Right. Uh, that idea is at the heart of creativity and our inspiration for everything we are doing. We are doing as the park undergoes his, his, an historic transformation. This summer will mark another big step when we unveil the new flagship merchandise location called Creations Shop. Creations Shop's features a bold, sleek design that creates a perfect showcase for the rich variety of items you'll find as part of your Epcot experience. It will be an open, bright, welcoming environment with huge glass walls that allow sunlight to pour in and blind you and make you feel like you're in touch with nature even while indoors. We're using color materials and light in new ways with some unique Epcot touches that connect back to this park's storied past while looking to the future. Um, so as you can see in this new concept rendering, there's a large mural of Mickey Mouse along one of the shop's walls. We were inspired by Mickey as our subject for creativity, but this is Mickey like you've never seen him before. You'll discover original hom homage <coughs> to him throughout. Sorry, did someone just die? I'm choking, <laughs> sorry. Blimey. So you'll discover original homages to him throughout the space, including large dynamic murals and new art artist expressions that showcase the global cont contemporary icon that Mickey has become for generations around the world. We're excited to feature this art program, complete, completely original works that will live on in this space. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, are, so, are you choking reading this as well? Because I'm choking while you're reading it. It's like, yeah. I know you're about to say the name, and I was like, <coughs> yeah. So, our goal is for, I've already said it. Our goal is for Creations Shop to be more than a place to pick up a memento of your time at Epcot. You want every moment to be experienced worthy of the park's vision and tradition. Um, so you'll find extended Disney storytelling adjacent to the shop will be probably the better bit of news, which is that club call hosted by Coca-Cola will also open uh, this summer and it will celebrate Coca-Cola in a fresh new way while keeping the fan favorite experience that invites you to explore tasty drinks from around the world. This space will also have some new magic to bring the global experience of Coca-Cola to life for you. I imagine that the new magic in the Coca-Cola club call will be the fact that the, the floor will be non-sticky from now on. <laughs> you see, that, that's part of the charm of it being it sticky. Yeah. Okay, right. Now, people get annoyed with me because I get so wound up by all the change at Epcot and how quickly it's all happening. Right. Um, I don't really have a problem with IP going into these parks. That's 
predominantly what they're for anyway. Disneyland was full of IP because it was Walt Disney pushing the new films to his customs customers. Sorry. So when you start throwing IP into a park, Nemo, Frozen, the Free Caballeros, Guardians of the Galaxy, and you already had a store that had IP attached to it under the name Mouse Gear, the one thing that already had IP, they want to take IP off to call it that garbage name. Sorry, the creation shop. Do me a favor. What a um, garbage name. I honestly, garbage. Get, go in the bin. Get in the bin. Somebody all else. I want to say is this, okay? I'm 100% in agreement with you. I have one caveat I want to add to this. When you bring back the cool spot, whatever you're going to call it this week, with the Coca-Cola drinks, if they don't include Beverly, <laughs> I will riot. It's got to. It's going to. It's going to. That's, it's got to be. That's a given, isn't it? Yeah, is everybody it, hates it. The woman it's hates it. It's disgusting, but it's got to be there. Yeah. It's got to be, because it's great. Yeah. yeah. You I want to stand there? Have some of this drink. Yes. Okay. Ugh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> right, Lewis, what's your thoughts on the garbage name of the creation shop? It's... it's um... <sighs> It's not very creative, is it? What? The creation shop is not very creative. It's no. not. It's not, is it? And no, is, that, I... is that irony? Am I yeah. gonna... All I can assume, guys, is that this is going to be now placed with the Moana section out front. <laughs> oh, God, you hear that. Um, so it's all going to be kind of interlinked. That's the only thing I can think of. That Because if you look at that kind of... Uh, store art, the art, the artist impression of the store. You can see loads of trees and stuff out the, out the windows. Yeah. So that's all I can I, I can assume is that it's going to be themed around that whole section of creation and the world and all that kind of stuff, which is absolutely fine. But as you say, Danny, mm -hmm. you know the, the shop, the store is legendary. And it's legendary for a reason. It's always been the best store with the best gear in it. You know, the best wear, the best clothing, the best hats, the best of the best of everything. It was, um, just, it was and, just cool. Yeah, and also, as you say, completely one hundred percent. It was the only thing that had Mickey, uh, like the the main man attached to it so why they've taken it away i don't know why couldn't it have just been mouse creations if it had to be if you had to put creations in it you know just ah oh. to, to quote bob jpeg more disney more friendly more timeless get in the bin so, my theory is this right the announced there's a guy or there's a woman or there's somebody who got employed at Disney in the last two years that come up with names, they've come up with creations. They're the same person who came up with the idea and said, we're going to build a new resort. We're going to build a DVC resort. We're going to call it Reflections. <laughs> what have you been I smoking? That, I don't mind that because it's, 
it's but it's being built by a lake, or it was getting built by a lake. So what? So why not call it Camp Fort Wilderness Lakeside Cabins or Fort Wilderness yeah. Lakeside? But I don't mind the name Reflections. That's not too bad in the grander scheme of things. The creation shop isn't creative. It means bugger all. It's just it's garbage, isn't it? Just... The, problem, the problem is, Danny. I think I, I I feel sorry for Epcot, and it's and it's generally everybody's favourite park. But it's also like it, it kind of also feels like your your you know your long lost uncle or something that's you know oh. never gets looked after, and every you know everybody everybody loves him, but he's kind of like you know no, you got, nobody oh, yeah, nobody takes care of him, and. Oh, yeah. And they, you know, every everything that they've touched in Epcot just seems to go get worse yeah. and not better. And you know, we haven't even discussed the flipping barges that are in the middle of World Showcase right now. And what is yeah. space is coming soon? Yeah, Future I mean, episode. it's uh, I, I, it's that the place is is ripped to shreds. I mean, I hope it's. I hope it's beautiful. I mean, the 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 entrance area, to be fair, looks decent. Oh, it looks lovely, stunning. I cannot yeah. wait to take a picture of that entranceway. Yeah, yeah. And if if it carries on through like that throughout the park, I mean, I'll hold my hands up and say fair enough. But yeah. it just feels like it's always that kind of. It's 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 always the bridesmaid, never the bride. It just yeah. never gets that full lot of love that it really deserves. And actually, we have to go back to the fact that you know this was something one of the last things that Walt really wanted to happen. This was his like project that he was just this, really wanting to this do. Was and, the Florida project, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it and it never it never took to what he really wanted it to be. Uh, but in the same time, it, it could have it could have been it could be so much more, yeah. and uh, and I just feel I feel gutted for it. I feel gutted for Epcot, and I love Epcot. It's like it is my favourite park, and it always will be. Yeah. Um, and it used to be mine, but it's my happy place. Yeah, I can't wait to go back, even though it's hard, half there at the moment. But... Look, I'm even wearing a test track top that says "Put up two, five, and seven. Seven, yeah, seven. <laughs> That's how much I love all the... yeah. So it's yeah. I, I I feel I feel got it for it, but my, my heart breaks for Epcot every time I see a new piece of news. Yeah, Hunt, yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, let's but... move on to the next one because let's do it. Uh, okay, so changes coming for cast member look guidelines. Um, so. <clears throat> uh, Josh Damaro has announced that um, there will be a few things that will be changing uh, in terms of the cast members and the way they look with their guidelines. Um, so he's gone on to say um, that it's important to him that they are sharing how uh, we're creating a place where everyone is welcome and taking action to create meaningful change. Um, so you're going to start seeing things um along the lines of um where is it sorry i've got to scroll down the page so that he's he said that they're bringing the ch making changes to the jungle cruise and things along the lines of that 
but um, they're also looking at other traditions too, including the policies that guide how our cast members show up for work. Our new approach provides greater flexibility with respect to forms of personal expression surrounding gender-inclusive hairstyles, jewellery, nail styles, and costume choices, and allowing appropriate visible tattoos. Um, they'll be updating them to not only remain relevant in today's workplace, but also enable our cast members to better express their cultures and individuality at work. Um, thoughts, guys, on... I wasn't reading the whole thing because it wasn't all about this. I only wanted to pick out that small block, which is about we're now going to start seeing tattoos that obviously are appropriate to be seen. Um, you're going to see um, now varnish and things like that. More facial hair, I'd imagine you'll be mm -hmm. seeing that. Different style of haircut, not the what you would uh, the the traditional, you know, comb overs. Yeah, what? Yeah, what you would normally see. They're now starting to allow their cast members to to basically sort of do what they want, but within a certain extent. Within yeah. yeah, what do we think? I think you've always got to remember this is a, a family friendly environment, so yeah, the tattoo bits I totally understand. If you got a, a really nice tattoo of a dragon or an Egyptian motif, that's great. If you've got something derogatory or even something that will cause offense, then I agree that doesn't exist in any workplace. I also think about them making that sort of standards of like you know, the traditional girls with the long hair and the blokes with the comb over, or even the you know. The, the type of beards. I think the fact that the beginning to be a lot more thinking of, the, you know, respective of that shows that, uh, yeah, you know what, we, we, we've got to do this. We've got to move with the times. I, I wonder, and I, I'm probably not the only person out there who thinks this, I wonder how long it takes us before we finally get an LGBT Disney film. Uh, I know there was cries for Frozen 2 for uh, Elsa to be LGBT. Uh, in one shape or another, whatever that may look like. You know, <coughs> Disney's focused this last couple of years on a lot of, uh, you know, it's Pan-Asian sort of uh, representation of culture with Mulan and Ryan and the Last Dragon. Uh, we've got Luna bringing us back into Europe this year with Pixar. You know, are we are we finally getting to the stage that Disney's going to turn and say, we're going to have a transgendered or a, a homosexual Disney character that we can then open up and say to people... We're we're supportive of this environment. We're supportive of this culture. I mean, how long did it take for Disney to actually, you know, have a an African American princess? Mm. You know, we we had an Asian princess before we had an African American princess. It took time to do that. And I think is this Disney now finally saying we're willing to take that last step and bring ourselves into the twenty first century? I'm I'm excited to see what comes out of it. Mm. I agree. Yeah, I mean. The inclusiveness thing is something that Disney have to do. They do. They've got to do it. They, they've got to move with the times, and they're moving with the times seemingly um, const, constantly. Um, yeah. Uh, as, as long as there is an air of professionalism, as long as there is kindness and courteousness, which goes along with the Disney brand, then... I don't really care what that person looks like. Uh, keep it professional. Keep it kind. Keep it courteous. I'm happy. That's all I need to know. Yeah. 
Yep, hundred percent with that one. Hundred percent. I don't think I need to add anything else. I think we've we've covered that one there. To be honest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and our final news story is Miz Connect replacing uh, replacing Magical Express in 2022. Um, so Miz Transportation Group, uh, the passenger transportation leader in Central Florida, announced. Um, its commitment to continue offering transportation services to visitors between the airport, area theme parks and resorts starting January 2022. The new service, Mears Connect, is in response to the overwhelming demand and in, uh, inquiries by future guests to Orlando's theme parks and resort areas. Um, so, yeah. They are, uh, Ms. Connect will offer the same safe and reliable service the company has provided millions of guests for decades. The Ms. Connect service will initially operate between the Orlando International Airport and the results of the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, basically, it's exactly the same as what we've seen yeah. uh, with um, the Magical Express, yeah. but this time you're actually going to see what you're paying for rather than it being added into the cost of your hotel package anyway. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we so, said this, didn't we, in a previous show? We said we theorised that Disney's contract with Mears had ended and they'd opted not to renew as a cost-saving exercise. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that Mears has stepped in and said, look, guys, we're willing to keep doing this. Um, and we'll do it. And I, I think this is going to be very reasonably priced as well. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I, I shared this news the other day on the, on the Get Binky Facebook group, and there was a lot of people that were saying, oh, well, the, the name's not very magical. And it's like, well, it's not Disney that are doing it. No. Mears don't care about sounding magical or whatever. They just they just want to get you from place to place. And people and people are also like, oh, so we, we're going to have to start paying for it now. You were paying for it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you, don't free. <laughs> you were paying for it anyway. <laughs> it was that the price for the Magical Express was included in your Disney package you were paying for. You just didn't see it, and they lumped the word free next to the word the words Magical Express. We all knew we were paying for it, yeah. but yeah. you know it's it's the same. Oh, free dining! It's not free dining. Something's changing somewhere. Yeah, you know, it, it, we were paying for it anyway. It's good to see that something else is 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 going to be staying from the airport to the resorts, because I, for one, was starting to worry how the hell are we getting there if we're not driving. I didn't really want to pay for a a taxi because yeah. that will cost half the money I've taken on holiday with me. I mean, and, you know, they've got to be competitive with the likes of Lyft and Uber. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be that's costly and it's a service that people need it's particularly the guys from the states who tend to like that i mean clearly the thing that you're not going to see is you know your your luggage finding its way into its into the room you know and all that kind of stuff but it's it's a means to getting from the yeah, airport to, to the resorts. that's it yeah so i mean i for one i'm happy that something's coming back and something's staying um yeah cool right so yeah. um yeah i mean yeah I've, I've not really got anything else to add there i think um 
I think that it's a good thing, and I think you know, especially those that live stateside are going to benefit from this more than than what we are. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to do it for the news. Um, we will now. Uh, we've now come to Lewis, the owner of Your Great Adventures, to tell you what an amazing travel deal he has this week. Oh, it is amazing. Wouldn't here we go? Okay, so here, here's comes some screen sharing. Uh, so it, for listener, uh, we are I'm sharing a screen and I'm showing a uh, the deal, the travel deal, and this this week's deal is a New York and Orlando multi-center or twin center uh so this one is departing in uh on the 11th of february so it does take in uh, uh half term february half term for some people um now if you're living in essex like me it doesn't it doesn't take in <laughs> it doesn't take in half term but it does for most of the rest of the country uh so this is uh a, a deal where you're flying with American Airlines directly to from Heathrow to J, JFK, um, and you stay in three nights at the Row in New York City, uh, which is a hotel, lovely little hotel uh, located in the heart of Broadway. So you're right in the middle of uh, near the Times Square. Uh, you're not far away from that, and then you hop on a plane uh, to to stay at seven nights at the Rosen Inn at Point in Orlando. Um, and again, then you get flown back with American Airlines, like all direct flights, all your uh, flights are included, all your baggage is included. And uh, this is based on uh, a family of four, uh, so two adults and two children, uh, under under 12, I believe it is. But it, the price is uh, a fabulous 7 uh, five nine so seven hundred and fifty nine pounds per person, which is not bad at all. I appreciate it's still school time, but it's not bad. So, and if you want to go from Edinburgh, we can sort that out for you. That's seven hundred and nineteen pound per person, and even there's Manchester there, uh, but you have to pay a lot more, Andy, for them for coming. Yeah, well, we've had this conversation quite a lot recently about Manchester. Manchester's coming out massively more expensive than London these days. And you might as well travel up to Edinburgh, quite frankly. Oh, um, good, yeah. £119. But, uh, so, yeah, it's a, a great little offer. Lots of these little um, twin centres are coming up. I've also, you know, if you just want to see the States, I've also got a fabulous... Um, uh, so I think it's goes from uh, LA, Las Vegas, San Francisco, or it, it, it's all those three. And I think it's, like, based on two people... Uh, room only, three nights each place, but it's something like uh, eight, three, nine per person. It's just insane. Uh, all direct flights. So uh, yeah, this is this is the uh, the offer of the week, folks. Uh, so three nights in New York, seven nights in Orlando, seven hundred and fifty nine pounds per person from London. So uh, yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Nice. If you love listening to your podcast. Check us out on all good podcast sites, including Apple and Spotify. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Marvellous. If you could do that, that would be great. So, yeah, so last week we uh, we were giving a couple of um, mugs away, weren't we? So, Andy, uh, what's the 
It's not us. We're, no, it's not. we're not the prize. It's no, not us, the mugs. We're not the mugs. <laughs> so, uh, Andy, what's, what's the status of the um, the actual mugs? So, uh, I'm, I'm quite uh, impressed. We've got quite a few people getting in touch. Uh, out of the three that we had to give away, we've actually managed... Uh, we've had two competition winners come... Competition winners come through. My God, what have you got this week? Danny's now coming over to me. Uh, I would like to give a big shout out to our first competition winner, which is a Mrs. Gemma Jarman from Surrey. Uh, she emailed in first with the correct word, which of course was shenanigans. And shortly after her was, of course, the wonderful and immensely supportive uh, Mr. Carl Greenhalgh from Pontypool. Uh, they have won one each. Now, uh, we've only had two people email in. Out of all the listeners that we have, and last week we had over 55 people listening to the podcast, yay, Chufty Badge in the Post, uh, we would still like to give away this final mug that we have left to give away. So, new word this week, guys. New competition word given away. And this word for this week is... Mouseketeer. So, if you have listened to the podcast and you want to win yourself one of these, please email in to the do what makes so the email address of do what makes you Disney podcast at gmail.com. You need to include your name, you need to tell us that word of Mouseketeer, and include your address where you want this to be shipped to. However, ladies and or gentlemen, we would also like you to tell us if you're interested in joining our ever-expanding mailing list. And we've had several new people join this week, including uh, the wonderful, what's her name? Gemma. <laughs> Gemma. <laughs> I am completely unorganized today. Uh, Gemma's just recently is one of the many people that joined our mailing list this week. We are in the process of trying to construct something each week that we can send out, talk to you about some of the things that we're doing, uh, send you some uh, outtakes and clips. And trust me, from this week alone, we've got a fair few. We've got enough this week to last a lifetime. Oh, good, yeah, we can keep busy for months going on end. But we're also going to start doing bios where you can get to know us individually. We can talk about ourselves in a format. Um, and this is going to be changing and growing all the time. So if you are interested in winning and joining the mailing list, please email us at do what makes you Disney podcast at gmail.com with the code word of Mouseketeer. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this very, very quickly now before we move on to our main segment of the show this week. This is not the only competition we're involved in. Big things are coming. To be involved, you need to email in. It's good. It's nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crikey. So we're going to move to our... Um, we're going to move to our main discussion this week. Um, and I said at the begin- at the top of the show... Um, Potential new land coming to Islands of Adventure. Well, technically not. Um, what we've done is we've come up with a scenario, and that scenario is the Walt Disney Company has ended up with the theme park rights to Marvel in Orlando. So what we've decided is we have come up with three separate um, lands that would replace Marvel Superhero, um, Marvel Superhero Island. Um, yes, Lewis. We hope they're separate. Yeah, we hope. So <laughs> we haven't actually 
said to each other what our ideas are. So with that being the case and the fact that we might have the same ideas as one another, I'm going to go first. And well, before we do, I just want to stress to the listener and to the viewer, there was one rule in all of this. Well, there's two. One, we couldn't tell each other what we think about. The only other rule was we were not allowed to say Super Mario or SNES Land because oh, we yeah. know that's coming to Epic Universe. Um, so Lewis can't sit there going, <laughs> Donkey Kong Country, boys. <laughs> no. So it has to be something unique. So, yeah, uh, I will permit uh, the other gentleman to my to proceed. That'd be me. So I was... Um... I was um, <laughs> I was watching a movie a couple of weeks ago with Charlie, and the name of that movie was Scoob. Um, and we enjoy it, and we we think it's quite a fun little animated adventure of Scooby Doo, and it's sort of an origin story and. Um, you, you see other characters along the lines, Captain Caveman, Blue Falcon, Dino Mutt, people like that. And it's people that you wouldn't really have thought, oh, they're going to lump all them into a Scooby-Doo movie. And it got me thinking, and I thought to myself, I wonder if they're looking to create what is essentially a Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe. Yeah, definitely. Um and I did Google it, and it is kind of in the plans. Um, but because of COVID and everything that's happened, I, I think they've sort of put those plans on hold at the moment. But I've gone for a Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe, should that take off and become quite a big thing. Um, now, I will premise that I haven't knocked any rides down. They are all staying as they currently are except I am re-theming them to different characters. Um, I haven't bothered with shops because meh. But the the two dining locations in Marvel Superhero Island, I have re-themed as well. Um, So I'm going to start off with um, Stormforce. I've I've re-themed that to the Flintstones. And I'm not entirely sure why, but I just thought the Flintstones sort of fit a bit in that as could be like um, Fred down at the quarry on the back of the Brontosaurus and you're you're trying to control and you've got to do it that way for some strange reason. I just thought that fit and I don't know why, <laughs> um, but I've gone for I've gone for the Flintstones to take over that area. Um, Doctor Doom's Fearful, I've gone for a Dick Dastardly and Muttley themed drop tower ride. Um, for the Incredible Hulk roller coaster, I've gone with the Jetsons. Mm-hmm. I just okay. think that you could, you could theme the inside of that building as if you were up with the Jetsons and then the launch out would be something to do with what's gone on in the whole cinematic universe. So all the rides would all link together in the same sort of story. Um, And then for Spider-Man, I've gone, I've gone for a Scooby-Doo attraction. Nice. 
Nah. Where I, I think that would I think Scooby Doo would work the best in Spider Man with that motion simulator 3D aspect moving from scene to scene. Um, I've then gone the Captain America diner that's there. I've gone for a wacky racers pit stop themed dining location, um, which I thought was quite cool. And for Cafe 4, I've gone for a Jellystone Park Yogi Bear-themed quick-service restaurant. Love it. Which I thought, again, was quite cool. Now, I grew up watching all these cartoons, so I have a very... I have a soft spot for them. And um, I I almost said the fantastic world of Hanna-Barbera earlier as well for our question of the week, um, because I, I grew up in the early days of Universal Orlando, and that was the first ride we went on every single time. Because it's there and you left, isn't it? It's now a despicable me. And we loved it. And still to this day, I still watch the, the attraction on YouTube. So I just thought to myself, oh, maybe if this pans out, <laughs> this could work. Yeah. So um, so that's that. that would be my rubbish idea <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a great idea mate it's yeah, uh it's near, yeah <coughs> so which one of you wants to go next go on andy do it oh, okay dear. so i too was watching a film quite recently it's a film series i'm very very fond of it does technically already have an intellectual property within the park i would introduce the monsterverse with kong godzilla Muto, Mothra, Rodan, the whole lot. You know, it doesn't matter you've got Kong Skull Island over there, because you know what? I think that could be rebranded to something else, right? Did it? My plan is this. Everybody just it. it. You know, let's face it, it was either this or the Fast and the Furious land, which I thought, nobody's going to go there, are they? <laughs> so, so my first attraction I'm going to work on is Dr. Doom's Fearfall. My plan for this is in Godzilla King of Monsters, Monarch, who are the organization who deal with all the monsters, have a massive airship. My storyline is this. You enter a pre-stage scenario where the airship has been irreparably damaged and they're going to offload all non-essential personnel. They have a unique ejection pod system that will get you off the aircraft as quick as possible, and that is the... But what I would do is it was would put props in and around the ride that showed monsters nearby. So you can, you basically be fired up as Rodan is trying to attack the plane or something along those lines. You've really thought about this. I just said, I'm retheming it to this character. <laughs> oh no, no, no mate. Mine already. I went to the dark side of the force. <laughs> you know me. Uh, the whole roller coaster is a simulation in the sense that the idea is you're in a special aircraft again and you're being fired into the sky to support Godzilla as he's fighting King Godzilla in King of Monsters. I do want to do something with Kong. I'm going to come back to that later in a minute. The idea is, is that throughout all the twists and turns, there'll be other fighter jets position, there'll be sort of outcrops of heads, bits of monsters that you can only see as you're fleeting past. It's kind of like that fast pace that you're trying to catch a glimpse of the fight going on. You can't see it. I'd even put screens up where you can see animations in the background of the monsters are fighting and attacking each other. The whole story is, is that you were part of some kind of air relief system. You're flying through the sky to try and support Godzilla. ISIS fighting King Godzilla. 
Stormforce, I struggled a little bit with. So I'm thinking something on the lines of some kind of weird genetic experiment or what you're doing is supercharging a capacitor to feed Godzilla or one of the monsters nuclear radiation. Let's face it, Stormforce is a ride that probably wants ripping out anyway, so nobody cares. Spider-Man. What about the children? Yes. The children can go on the Doctor Doom. Well, sorry, the escape from the monarch airship. They can go on to... Could be what's charging those ejector. Yeah, I like it. it Whatever works, yeah. There's your storyline there. Go on, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, right. So the whole set of Spider-Man is you're moving through a city where you're dealing the whole thing, right? I think a lot of the original set can be kept. I think the whole vehicle system is going to work because you know what you're doing, guys? You're a part of an evacuation from Hong Kong while Kong and Godzilla are beating 50 shades out of each other. And every time you're trying to get out of the city, something's exploding, fire's flaming everywhere. You get narrowly missed by Godzilla's tail. Kong stops and picks you up and moves you out of the way. That whole ride system just needs re-theming and reanimation. The whole thing could be uplifted tomorrow. Like that. Okay? Yeah. Restaurants. Captain uh, America's Cafe, Diner. Uh, is the monarch mess room? So I'm basically ripping off the um, the dining um, the satu the canteen from uh, Pandora. That's basically what I'm ripping. Because let's face it, it works. Do something unique in there. Um, make it an Asian cuisine restaurant. Because obviously Godzilla is very sort of big Japanese, very big Asia, and it's very sort of known for that market. So make it a Pan American Japanese, Pan American Chinese restaurant. Thor's Cafe, I would completely redo and I would make what Disney has been waiting 50 years to do and make it a restaurant where you walk in, all the windows are screened off and all you're doing is you're sat in something like the Toronto Needle while you're watching Godzilla and somebody else battling in the distance. And every now and again, they'll come nearby every 20 minutes on a loop, kind of like T-Rex or Rainforest Cafe. It just loops every 20 minutes. So that, gentlemen, is my idea for the Islands of Adventures Monsterverse Island. I quite like that. Very cool. Yeah. You put in more thought than I did, so you're all ready. <laughs> I, I drive 75 miles to work every week, so <clears throat> there, that's just there. So I have plenty of time on my hands. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, Lewis. Well, I was delighted because I actually thought Andy might go where I went. Um, and I must say, I am not a creative type, so I would have come up with Creations Shop, quite frankly. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, Imagineers are Imagineers for a reason because their yeah. brains are creative. They do, you know, these guys that build these rides are just, you know, unbelievable. And, uh, sorry, I'm just looking at something to just make sure that I'm I'm not talking out of my... Oh, no, okay, okay. Fair enough. Right, so... So I am a child of the 80s. And so I went back to, a. I, I nearly went, this is, I'm going to say where I nearly went. I nearly went to sort of like 80s nostalgic land and put put in Back to the Future, Ghostbusters rides, the Goonies. So, oh, you always went there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws. 
E.T. And I was like, you know what? Let's just bring them all back. Let's go to nostalgic land and let's just, it's, you know, rip everything else out and just put these, 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 these attractions back in. But that was going to be too easy. So I thought, right, we've already got Harry Potter. What is an IP that is really big right now and it's going to stay? It's going to stay for a little while longer. And Justice people, people, right, exactly, exactly where I went. No, not at all. <laughs> I went, and again, this has got this is already in Universal Studios, but I thought it deserves a place of its own. So we are going to, gentlemen, Stranger Things land Ooh. or Hawkins, shall we just call it? So, hello. Would you like to ask a question? I have never watched an episode of Stranger Things in my life. Right. Um, well, you need we, to uh, sort that uh, out. Well, 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 Nikki has, let's let's, let's correct has. this. One second. I want one second, Dan. Right. So you're saying? <laughs> I knew you were doing that. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> but I'm quite glad you said Stranger Things because that has gone through my head as well, even without watching it. Yeah, it, it's a it's an IP that a lot of people have engaged in. I mean, we could have gone Game of Thrones potentially, uh, but you know, that's <laughs> this. I think this probably would work, and I think it works because I love I love the eighties stuff. I love the Goonies, and with it, not only is there a scare element, but there's also a fun and humorous element. So you can take most of most of it out. So for Let's start with, let's start with this. Let's start with, I've got to remember the, the right names of these attractions. Dr. Doom's Fearful. Okay. This would be, now, This Danny, this would mean nothing to you because you haven't seen it. But this would be uh, the gateway to the Upside Down. Like it. So, basically... Uh, I would actually keep the structure of the, of the attraction, but pretty much similar to what Andy would do as I'd build stuff around it. So essentially it would, you would go up and then as you're, as you're coming down and it wouldn't be quite so quick. So it might be a very quick going up, but slower coming down, you would have, you know, all sorts of effects and stuff coming down. So it'd be a slightly different way, way round of an attraction, but essentially uh, it's the gateway of the upside down or the underworld. So try not to make it too scary for the kids, but just enough. So whether it's uh, it works in a similar way to Tower of Terror, so it kind of goes down and takes you back up and then drops you down again, I don't know. I haven't really thought that deeply about it, but I just thought about the theming. Um. Then let's go with let's go with Spider Man. Oh no no, let's go with um, Storm Force. So that Storm Force area, I was thinking we could just make it Hawkins Funfair and turn turn that into like a old school kind of waltzer area with a, a big wheel, all that kind of stuff. Make it like Coney Island type type thing. Uh, that would work really you, well. You're going to make it Heston and Chester's, aren't you? What's that? It's what I'll end up being, Heston and Chester's. Yeah. <laughs> um, then, Spider-Man. 
for those for those of us here who have watched Stranger Things, we will know that Dustin is one of the the, the best characters. I think he's he's hilariously funny, and uh, he he owned a uh, a, dem a demogorgon um, called Dart or D'Artagnan. He called it D'Artagnan. Uh, basically, the the evil alien kind of thing that wants to kill you. Um, Danny, um, so we will turn uh, Spider Man, take it, rip it out, and we'll uh, we'll call it Dustin's uh, Demogorgon Demogorgon's Dangerous Journey, and uh, effect effectively it will be, you know, um, Dustin, it, like loving his his uh, his Demogorgon until it grows up, and then he's just basically being chased by it. Uh, so. But again, try not to make it too scary. A little bit of a uh, little bit of humour in there, uh, that'd be good. Uh, where we shall we go next? Let's go for uh, the Incredible Hulk coaster again. We'll kind of keep the coaster theme, uh, but this time we'll we'll make it a bit more like I don't want to make it too Tron-like, and I don't want to make it too Hagrid's-like. But you know, these these kids love their BMXs and their bikes, so make it into soft a bike ride which kind of will go up and down and all that kind of stuff so that's all very cool and finally what have i missed uh that's it haven't it i think i've, I've covered all the rides yes i have uh, for the, the restaurants we will have obviously benny's burgers and we will have scoops ahoy for your your ice cream treats yeah so uh and lots of great costumes with that as well so there you go guys that's my stranger things land which means a bit more to me and andy than it does to danny but Danny's now going to watch all four all three seasons ready for season four coming um soon very soon yeah I'd, i'm i'm not gonna lie to you i'm probably not um okay. i do want to watch it though i can Nikki does keep saying, you've got to watch it. It is good. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it, man. And, <laughs> you know, um, I'm just more invested. I I'm not really a horror type person anyway, even though I know this is sort of horror slash comedy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's got it's a lot of humor in it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think a lot of it for me is nostalgia. So, I mean, Lewis are old enough to remember 1986, whereas you weren't born. So, no, I wasn't. It's I wasn't completely not your generation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you love the Goonies, you'll love this. I mean, well, it's yeah. in a sense that I'm a real like Goonies is one of my favourite uh, ever films, and um, so yeah, if you if you love the Goonies, you'll you'll love Stranger Things. Stranger Things is darker, much darker, uh, but as we said, there's an element of humour in it, and uh, you do really invest in those characters. So I think yeah. it, you know. Um, I think it would make a good land. It would just have to be done correctly to make it more family friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's my that's my Ooh. my effort. That, that's so, a great effort, Lewis. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listeners, viewers, if you're watching on YouTube, comment below. Yeah. Um, which of the two ideas that weren't mine were the better ones? <laughs> because let's be honest. I, I, it was my idea this episode, and I, I put like zero effort into this. <laughs> but I thought yeah. oh, they're not going to come up with backstories or anything like that. I think what I'd be really interested in is not just what they think is better, but what they think should actually take yep. take its place. Yeah, um, you know, we've so, we've made an effort, but uh, you know, even you, Danny, you have made an effort. To be fair, yeah, uh, but <laughs> but 
<laughs> but, so uh, I'd quite like to hear anybody else's thoughts because, yeah. like I say, I'm not yeah. an Imagineer. I just it, literally, I I I wrote this on the back back of a my my pad about 15 minutes before we came on. So <laughs> it's already it's on the screen. I'm not I'm not picking the camera up. <laughs> so I've uh, gone. I've literally gone. Marvel superhero replacement. Hanna Barbera universe. Hulk, Jetsons, Doctor Doom, Dastardly Mutley, Spider-Man, Scooby-Doo. See, I spent a good few days thinking about either Fast and the Furious, about Justice League, about Snyderverse. I almost put Justice League. I almost put DC. I almost just put a straight swap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought about it too. I think everybody would do. It's natural. But I did think, I thought that's more lazy than me not even writing down a reason for these rides. Well, that was my reason. Uh, <coughs> I just thought, you know, do I make it Doctor... Do, do I make it the Joker's free fall? Do I make it a <laughs> flash ride? Yeah. You could have... That could be anyone's, couldn't it? That free fall ride. It could be... Yeah. Lex Luthor's fearful. That works. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, the, the Martian Manhunter spinning plates. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it like I say, DC would have been an easy is a, is an easy switch. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, if so, if uh, if there was any Imagineers out there that just can't be bothered, a bit like us, then um, you know, it, it's an easy switch. So go for it. Yeah, <laughs> go, go for it. But I mean, like I say, it's a it's a tough it's a tough job. I mean, I appreciate just. You know, I've been thinking about this all day and it wasn't until like literally eight o'clock that I, you know, we record this at nine. It wasn't until eight o'clock that I actually thought, oh, Stranger Things. Uh, well, I'm going to actually, I'm going to retract that. Uh, we spoke about it over dinner and, and Freddie actually suggested Stranger Things. So I need to give him some credit as well, just in yeah. case he listens, but she won't. Just, but, in uh, just in case. Just in case. Yeah. We would make it 14 listeners. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's more than that. It's more than yeah, that. And thank you very much, everyone that does listen or yeah. tune in and watch on YouTube. Um, but I think that's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode. Uh, very nice one. Thank you for listening or watching if you're uh, watching this on YouTube. Um, thank you to my co-hosts. Uh, guys, how can the listeners reach out to you? Andy. Um, so I've just realised I've not done this whole episode, so I might as well start doing it now. But you can reach out to me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at the Robson Family, or on Twitter at Vlogs underscore Robson. We also have the Robson Family blog at WordPress. Woo-hoo. Yay, Mr. Miller! Yes, so you can contact me personally on Facebook. Just get the right one, basically. Uh, then you can contact me uh, via, uh, for, again, Facebook for your great adventures. Uh, as we've already said, we are a personal travel planning. We specialize in the USA and particularly Disney and Universal because that's what I love. Uh, so, yeah, contact me with Lewis at yourgreatadventures.co.uk for a uh, completely no obligation quote. And again, we do, you don't charge you any extra. Sorry. We don't charge you any extra. Not we do, not we do, don't. And uh, yeah, 
just please get in touch if you're thinking about going away on holiday anytime. And also, uh, from I also do a show called Your Florida Adventures Sometimes. It's a bit hit and miss at the moment, let's be honest. Uh, but uh, yes, Your Florida Adventures, and uh, we chat to our guests about their love of Florida and we find out their hints and tips to help you plan your next Florida trip. trip. So when it's next on, please do check us out. That'd be awesome. Can I just say as well, after last week's show was absolutely amazing. I definitely uh, think Evie and Freddie need to replace you, though. Well, that's 100%. No, it's, it's, uh, it's on the cards. Evie is, I think she's, she's going to be a... Man. She's yeah, natural. I think she's going to be a co-host. I, I don't think Freddie has the patience for it, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> but Evie, we may have Evie as a co-host on a regular basis. Fantastic stuff. They did very well. I've, I've, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Danny, how can the listener and our viewers reach out to yourself? Ooh. So you can uh, you can catch me on Instagram at <clears throat> pairing underscore with underscore the underscore mouse. Um, it's a long one. Yes, but that's where you can find me on Instagram. Um, we are. I'm currently in the middle of going through some old photos and trying to get some early 90s and mid 90s um photos on there to go and have a bit of a nostalgia trip for a bit um you can have me on facebook as well i'm also on twitter um at perrings mouse should you so decide to join me for a conversation on the cesspool of life that is twitter um yes so, <laughs> so uh <clears throat> Uh, if you have enjoyed the show this week and you would like to join our mailing list for updates, sound bites, and behind-the-scene clips, please email us at do what makes you Disney podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and of course Facebook, where you'll find up-to-date information on future shows and what we three are up to. Don't forget, we are available on all good podcast sites everywhere. Like, follow, and subscribe to ensure that you get to hear us first. Five stars and comments are always appreciated. And we'll be back soon with another episode of the Do What Makes You Disney podcast. But until then, stay safe and remember to always do what makes you Disney. Bye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.